Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Uh, you know what? One of the things that we enjoy more than comic books is sports on Brothers Comics. Uh, we are less than, what, 60 days or 40 days away from the start of football season, college, and preseason. Who Day Over 40 is our podcast about the Cincinnati Bengals. We are huge Bengal fans with uh, myself, Big Hutch, and Sandman, who is on the line. We know your pain, fans. Uh, we have. We are your pain. Yeah, we have been through the highs and the lows. We live through the pain. The lows of the playoff game is still the stank is still uh, flowing <laughs> six nine months later. Um, and so we are just about to recover. But the Bengals are in camp. All things come new uh, at the start of this season, and uh, the Bengals reported to camp yesterday. That, that's the Bengal fans. Yes, they're hollering. Yeah. <laughs> so the Bengals, the Bengals reported to camp yesterday at, at Paul Brown Stadium. No longer at Finney Field. No longer at Georgetown College. This is the second year where they do camp at Paul Brown Stadium. Um, finally, kind of getting themselves up to the modern day NFL, where you know teams practice at their home facility and not have to worry about too much. So again, it's the producer, Big Hush is here, and then. Sandman is on the line. Everybody say what's up. What's up? Yeah, and we're all here. Um, for me, the excitement of football season or the beginning of football season is one of happiness and dread. Uh, as I work in education, <laughs> that means my vacation is over. And so the start of football season is actually the start of the long grind of the season of education. So, yay! Ah, damn it. So, um <laughs> So, yeah, so we're there. The Bengals reported. Uh, Big Hutch, what are you thinking? Not not about the Bengals in itself, just about the start of football coming back. What do you think? I, I love football season. I think it's one of the best things that I've ever enjoyed as an adult, as a child. I'm, I wish the Bengals had the belt from Super Bowl 50, and they should have been there. Um, it hurt. I'm still hurting from that damn Super Bowl or that playoff game. That shit was my proctology exam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it it didn't help uh, to say the least. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, Sandman does 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 fall spring eternal for you essentially? Does it bring yeah, you yeah, just just like you said. Friday, July July twenty ninth. Okay, yeah, I heard it in the background. Um, yeah, it it's um, every fall is like you know, just like you said, it's renewed. It's a new season, so you kind of get that hope again. And but then, like, if you had any like thing that followed you from the uh, other season, like we just did, it just the one of the first things you also remember too. So <laughs> we got some ex- uh, demons to exercise even more than we had did have before after that playoff game. But yeah, here we go again, y'all. It's back again. Yeah, that was uh, to me when the Bengals were bad. My my hope springs eternal was always hopeful. Now that they're right. good, it's like I, I'm kind of like, well, what the hell is going to go wrong essentially? And <laughs> We talked about this on, I think, the last podcast that we did was that, I mean, there's really no positions of, like, starting positions that are open for the Bengals. I mean, they're bringing no. back essentially the same crew except for the wide receivers. Wide receivers, uh, yeah. And, you know, we're, I 
to talk about this here in a second. I mean, there's really nothing open, especially on defense. There is literally not a position open on, on the first-line defense. The second-line defense is a whole other story. But the first line of defense, there is not a position to be found, and that's a good thing, I guess. Um, but on offense, like I said, we'll talk about this here in a second. Um, you know, there's, you know, with the wide receivers departing, with Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu leaving, there's opened up a couple of spots for people to be able to show and prove. So um, we're going to talk about that a little bit in the early parts of camp, and then we're going to talk about uh, – shout out to the Bengals Beat Podcast where they talked about this mythical Bengals ring of honor. The Bengals do not have a ring of honor. They're one of the few teams in the NFL that don't honor the past uh, players that played for the team that were successful and meaningful. Um, it seems like Mike Brown is on the path of making that try to happen eventually. It'll probably happen right before he dies. You know, he'll press a button and say, okay, let them have cake. Uh, and then he'll fucking die. And, you know, so we're going to talk about our mythical people that should be in that ring of honor. If there was a top ten class of mythical Bengals honors people, who should be in it? And so we're going to go kind of based on what the, the Bengals beat podcast people did and then <coughs> add our people in to see who should be there and who should not be there. And it's probably going to wind up in a, a kind of a serious debate here for a second. So let's look at the early part of uh, training camp. Uh, story number one, Marvin Lewis said, um, Montez Burfecht ain't playing in a preseason game. He doesn't want to risk him getting injured. Big Huss, what do you think? Right, it's not worth it. I understand. Leave him off the field. Right. Sam, Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know how the Bengals' luck is. I mean, he steps on the field. Oh, my toe, bam, and he breaks his leg at the same time. Gone for the year. So, yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah, so he's on the non-football injury list. It's not a big deal. They just put him there because they. Marvin Lewis is like, he's not playing in preseason games, or if he plays, it'll be very little. He's that important to the defense, even though he's going to miss the first three games of the season. Uh, another story from the early parts of camp, Tyler Eifert still in a cast. is supposed to come off. Uh, early prognosis is that he will be back in the middle of September, which would have him missing the first two to three games. Big hush. It pisses me off. No, everybody, Nobody should go to the damn uh, Pro Bowl game going forward. Right, and which is what he said. He's like, uh, no matter what he does, he's not playing in the preseason game ever again. Sandman, what do you think? Yeah, I'm mad too. I mean, we got uh, Pittsburgh, was it week two? And now that we have, you know, very uh, – we have rookie uh, wide receivers and um, free agent on the other side of A.J. Green. So, him not being there, man, that's a big blow. So, yeah, it's uh, – I'm mad. <laughs> And I'm happy he's not going to be playing any more damn Pro Bowls. So, yeah, right. I'm, I'm with it. On a related topic, who do you think – I mean, I guess Tyler Croft will get the start at tight end, right? Do you think if he gets the start, it's not going to be yeah. – Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, and that's fine. I mean, I, the drop-off is huge. But I think that for the start of the Jets game – like, for some reason, I know Big Hudge is going to take the contrarian role in this. The Jets don't scare me at all. Like, Cincinnati could go into New York and beat them by, like, 17 points. They really could. The, I, I, the Jets don't scare me at all because they, I don't think they can score points. Like, their defense is good, but their best defensive player won't be playing in that game either with uh, – what's the defensive tackle's name? Ricochet, no. Uh, what is it? Um, 
They had that one that one hoss defensive tackle that he suspended the first couple of games. But he uh, no, he was driving around with a kid in the car when he was all drunk. Yeah. Oh right, right. No, it's not. No, that's the offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, now. Now I can't remember his name, but like I, I just, uh, yeah. I mean, the Brad, the, the Jets don't scare me. The fact that it's the 15th anniversary of September 11th is probably a bigger deal to me than anything else because they're all going to be hyped and freaking uh, the, the fire, the fireman Ed is going to be standing on somebody's shoulders or whatever, like all all that bullshit. But beyond that. Like it, you know, the Jets, that's a good opening game Friday, for them that they could go on the throat. So every time um I just think that that's a good opening game for them. They don't scare me in the least. They just signed Ryan Fitzpatrick uh uh to a one Friday. Yeah. Show, but I mean, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like like sit down. It's not like he's actually any good or anything. So, um yeah, so that's there's that. And then the other story that's coming out of the early part of camp was that, um, at least on the first day of practice, Andy Dalton looked good. He was, I think, uh, 15 for 17 in the first and the early parts of drills on 11 on 11. No problems with the thumb, able to get the balls in and out and do whatever he was supposed to do. The offense is uh, not ahead of the defense, but the offense was able to be productive against the defense. Big hug. That's great to hear. I hope Dalton is fully healed. Um, I heard this, I heard one uh, person say that Andy Dalton is now elite. Right. And <laughs> he was the AFC. Who said that? In AFC, uh, the passer rating at the, at the, before he got hurt. So, is the, I mean, I, I, it's hard to think to me for myself that he's elite. But I think we need to get over this fact that he's like a scrub because he's not a scrub. He's, he's not, not a scrub. He's not a play. He's not a placeholder either. He's not a game manager. He's not. No. He's not. He's better than that. We just need to get over it. It's hard for us to get over it though, because we're just not used to it. It's, it's, honestly, man, it's because he's redhead. If, if Andy Dalton had brown hair, people would be saying this shit. Yeah, Andy played with a bagel. Yeah, Andy played Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the winner. Right. That's the truth. Yeah. So as the camp gets started, uh, first preseason game is 10 days away. They're going to do these joint practices against the Vikings. And um, Mike Zimmer, you know, him and Coach Lewis are buddy-buddy or whatever. They'll have these practices together with the Vikings to get ready for that first preseason game. Pretty much for me for preseason, nobody get hurt. That's basically what it is. I wish that they would call me, Sandman, and Big Hutch out there to go and play and get hurt uh, so none uh, of our uh, other players can get hurt. That's basically uh, what I want. Yeah. No. no. I don't want no 300-pound nigga on top of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Yeah, exactly. Um, The first, um, the, the kind of the first depth chart came out here after the first practice. Um. And nothing is different than what you would thought. Um, all the starters on defense are what you thought. Uh, first defensive tackle off the board is Andrew Billings, which is not surprising at all. Him and Pat Sims are going in as the first two defensive tackles. The first two defensive ends are Marcus Hunt and Will Clark. The uh, first defensive back on the corner side, on the nickel side, is uh, uh, Denard. Um, I mean, there's really, there's really no positions that you're like, oh, 
well, I think this dude's going to come in and do such and such. It's really not going to happen. They know who all their people are, and that's it. That's it. I think there was some linebacker that I didn't recognize the name, but the second linebacker group was P.J. Dawson, unknown linebacker that I don't know, and Nick Fischel. That's it. I mean, they mm-hmm. Cincinnati has created a system where they know exactly who's supposed to be in their spot, and you're not getting on the field if you're not good enough, literally. I mean, there's nobody going to be put in a position that they're not supposed to be there. Big Hush. They're, yes, they're, the Bengals roster is probably the best. You might have the best 53 dudes. I mean, and we got rid of four starters. And right. We, I mean, and, and you replace them with dudes that are first-round draft picks. They should be starters. I mean, their team, I mean, the, the second-team dudes can start for most teams. Right. And then yeah. also – Go ahead, Sammy. Yeah, yeah, uh, just like uh, Big Hush was saying. Yeah, the Bengals have uh, – you got to commend them because back in the day, back in the 90s, oh, my God, I mean, you had cats coming off the street that was in the bar the night before starting for the Bengals. Um, and now you got, you know, um, players actually want to be here. You know, you got people that actually can play. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it, we, they've come a long, long way. They owe uh, Marvin Lewis a lot on that. That's awful because it's true. And, it's true. Uh, that's terrible because it's true. But beyond that, I think that, you know, Cincinnati, and again, this is the reason why Marvin Lewis hasn't gotten shit canned, is that they've created an environment for people to come in and be successful where they don't have to be successful immediately. You come yeah. in, you learn the person that whose job you're going to take, signs with another team, and then you take their spot. I mean, that's really, it, as, as much as it pains me to say it, it's the fucking Steeler way. It's the Steeler Ugh. way. They draft yeah. the person, they groom you, they move you on, you sign a big free agent contract with somebody else, yeah. and then you move into their spot. It, it, it's the Steeler way. And God bless them, that's made them successful, and it's now the Bengals being that successful. Um, so just looking ahead, and we're not looking at the schedule because I don't want to do it, to me, the Bengals are a playoff team. They are. I mean, I looked at the schedule, but even without doing wins and losses, it's a playoff team that, you know, they're automatically – I always look at NFL teams as, well, you're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, so where's those extra two victories come from? And then they have two games on their schedule that they can win to get them to 10-6 and six to get them to the playoffs. And that's it. It's a playoff team. Now, yeah. what they do in the playoffs, who knows, Ooh, whatever. We now, know, unfortunately. We are. Well, mm. we, uh, we, got a, we got a track record. Well, the Steelers have been weakened by a couple of suspensions. Uh, the Ravens are on, and they're, the Ravens are circling the drain. I really do believe that. I don't think that they're, they're in that cycle where it's going to take them probably three or four years to kind of get back to where they were. And Cincinnati is, the, the, top to bottom, the strongest team in the division. So, we're, we're, the Bengals are now the 90 Steelers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right there, you know, uh, nothing exceptional, but, yes, like kind of just right there, and they just need a couple of breaks for it to go right. And, and you know, and that's basically what it is. You know, if if, if a couple of breaks go right or if Andy Belton's finger doesn't, or something doesn't get broke, they're probably a fucking uh, Super Bowl team or a Super Bowl contender, uh, like, or yep. contender to get in the Super Bowl. So, I mean – it is what it is. I, I, you know, I, I'm somebody who, in my new living conditions, I'm probably not going to be somebody that's not going – I'm not going to be watching football games. It's not going to be something I'm going to be able to do 
I'll be watching the games on the internet or on my, you know, on uh, SB Nation tweeting me uh, uh, updates of what's going on. But, you know, I, I feel good about the season. I, I hope that they, you know, I, I know they're going to do well. It just might not be as well as I'd like, and it is what it is. They started the season off 8-0 last year. Right. They can't, I mean, yeah. where do you go from there? Well, again, and I hate I hate being that dude. And shout out to Chris Domino from the Sports Talk down here. I hate the go. Let's go through the schedule and look at the games and see which ones they can win or not or whatever. But let's let's, <laughs> let's do it just because because, <laughs> because fuck we have nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, right. So at the Jets, that's a winnable game. That's a win. That's got to be a win. That's a winnable game. At the Steelers. That's the Steelers' home opener, so that's probably going to be a little bit more difficult. So let's call it one and one. Okay, split the first two. Yeah. If we're, if we're going to get the Steelers, it's got to be that game. No, no, it'll be the game that's in Cincinnati. We keep losing yeah. the fuckers at Cincinnati. That's well, the but, but this is a game yeah. where like, their Antonio Brown is out. No, not Antonio Brown. No. Le'Veon uh, Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Maybe Bryant's out the whole season. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Defense is kind of defense is suspect. suspect. Yeah, suspect. Yeah. They've been that way for years. Yeah. 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 So, and we should have. We are a minute twenty-five for beating them. Uh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't even go do it. Don't even do it to yourself. Go to the light, man. Go to the light. I beat right. the light because I'm dead. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so let's say they split the first two. You get the Broncos and Dolphins at home. They can win both of those games. The Broncos are going to be on Super Bowl hangover, and they have zero offense. They have no offense. Yeah, the no Broncos offense. are going to be up. They, so they, can they may win six those. games this year. Yeah, six yeah. or seven so they games. Can get, they, they're the worst in the NFC yeah. West right now. They get you to, that gets you to three and one because the Dolphins and the Broncos are both terrible. At the Cowboys, that's a winnable game, too, because the Cowboys are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they're terrible, too. And Marvin Lewis record against the NFC East is, like, outstanding. And yeah, he loves the NFC East. Like, it's outstanding. I do remember that Dallas game where we were winning by, like, 13. And them, like, yeah, like, that ain't Cincinnati Paul a couple Romo, years ago. Romo, yeah. Romo, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, then at the Patriots, that's one of Brady's second games back. That's a loss. So let's that's say a loss. You get to, let's say you get to, if you split the first two, win the next three. So that gets you to three and one, three and two. Browns at home, Redskins at home. Those are Redskins in London. Those are both Ws. So that got to be five and two, five and two at the bye. Right. I, I can live with that. Five and two at the bye. At worst, four and three. Right. I, I can live with that. Worst, yeah. At the worst, four and three. Which would be so more reasonable, the, probably. But yeah. After the bye, at the Giants on Monday night. That's not exactly. Ooh. Giants aren't very good either. Bills at home. You can win both That's of them. That's a win. That's a win. 5-3, 6-3. At the Ravens, for whatever reason, the Bengals are oh, very man. good at the Ravens now. So now that's they are now. 6-3. Eagles at home. The Eagles are going to be terrible. Oh, that's 7-3. Yeah, that's a win. At the Browns. The Browns are still bad. That's 8-3. Steelers at home. Let's say you Oof. lose that one. It gets you to 8-4. At, exactly. So at the Texans. You got to win that. Texas owners, so that gets you to nine and four. Ravens mm. at home, uh, that gets you to ten and uh, eleven and eleven, well, ten and six. Penetration. Yeah, yeah. That gets you to ten and six, which is what I said. Eight and eight, and there's two wins in there. It's ten. They're ten, 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 ten
Yeah, well, it'll be a wild card but, game. Well, but with who? Did the Steelers win the division? Was, That's what everybody's you, picking. You ain't going to win the division. Right. Not our division. Probably not. So, I'm just saying, we got great another fucking wild card game against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Great. Yeah, that's oh, I ain't got God. that in I, I might not even watch that one. Yeah. yeah, I ain't got that in me. Yeah, I ain't got that in me. Yeah. Right. One seed. We ain't one shit. Right. Being the one seed. All right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's it. So, I mean, I'm just saying that that's a playoff team. In my estimation, the Bengals are a playoff team. We just got to get to that point and waiting all that time to get to that point. That's the worst part. All right. So, let's get to our mythical. And, again, shout out to uh, Paul Diener, Jr., and the other dude, Jim Olers, I can't pronounce your last name. Osowski, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do the Bengals Beat podcast. It's a great podcast if you are a Bengals fan, one of the better ones. Um, Very good one, yep. They've been doing their uh, mythical Bengals ring of honor. The Bengals do not have a ring of honor. One of the few teams in the NFL that do not have a ring of honor to honor their former players. So they've been interviewing people that would be in the Bengals ring of honor, and they've been interviewing four people. And there are four people, and I don't know who the fourth one is, Sam, man, so you might need to help me. Their four, okay. their four givens were um, Anthony Munoz, Ken Anderson, mm-hmm. and Boomer Esiason. I did not hear who the fourth person was. Um, I, I don't know who the fourth one would be. Um, Tim Crumrine? No, that don't sound right. No, um, I'm going no. to see if I can pull it up here to see who if they did that already. But right. those three are a given. Like that's a given, right? Nobody, nobody would yeah. dispute that any of those three would not be in the top four if they're doing like a Mount Rushmore or whatever. Those guys would be in the right. top four, right? Right. Um, so that's, given. that's yeah. a given. Boomer, Munoz is the only Hall of Famer. Uh, mm-hmm. Anderson should probably be in the Hall of Fame. And, Maybe. Uh, and. Uh, Boomer Esiason, the MVP, led him to the Super Bowl, should, again, again, not as a Hall of Famer in that sense, but he definitely should be in that group. So, yeah. we're good. Right? Yep. So, now, yep. oh, okay, so their, their fourth was Chad Johnson, was Osho. Okay, that makes sense. With Osho yeah. Cinco. And I, uh, I, I could see that, uh, but only my fourth one was going to be um, Paul Brown, because, but he's dead, so they couldn't talk to him. So if we can include the living and the dead, that's your four. And yeah. so now who would fill out the top ten? Like if they're going to say, okay, you know, on this day we're going to honor the ten people that are the most influential in Cincinnati Bengals football history, who is your top four outside of Munoz, Anderson, Esiason, and then they put Osho in there, and I'm – I, I would have a hard time putting him in there. I mean, again, Paul Brown is dead, so they couldn't talk to him. But, I, like, I would have Paul Brown. Like, those would be my four. Right. And now, thinking about it, Hutch, who do you have as somebody that should be in that top ten? I have. Just one. Max Montoya. Yeah, he didn't make mm. my top ten. Mm. Man, man. <laughs> Why Max I'm gonna... Montoya? Max Montoya was the guard who, with uh, Andy Munoz, they formed a wall, and that wall was impenetrable. And, they, <laughs> and whoever was behind that wall ran for ran their ass off. I mean, and they ran through good defenses. They ran through Hall of Famers, 
people like James Brooks and Nikki Woods and whoever else made lots and lots of money or got lots and lots of popularity because of that wall. And when Oakland took Max Montoya and put yeah. the script and Bo Jackson was running on our happy ass, we searched <laughs> that Max Montoya wall. Uh, I have a hard time giving it to a guard. Um, <laughs> he did not make my top ten. Uh, Sam, what do you think? I got to go with James Brooks. Uh, probably the best trade the Bengals have ever made in their history. I think, I believe, check me on this, but I believe they gave up, was it Charlie Joyner to get James Brooks? Because he was with the uh, Chargers, remember? This is back in the day. This is like 1980, 81. So, uh, or, or wait a minute, or was it later than that? It might have been, that was the later first Super Bowl team. It might have been mm-hmm. 84 or something like that, 85. But, uh, yeah, James Brooks is so – he's very, very underrated. He reminds me a lot of Geo right now, small yeah. back, scat back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, the dude ran like a, a fullback, man, fast, take a hit, could get out of uh, – he could juke you. Uh, he was the main uh, – one of the main cogs of that 88 Super Bowl team. Uh, yeah, so I got to put Brooks in. Yeah, James Brooks is in my list as well. Uh, probably the toughest, most illiterate back of all time. That's bad, yeah. But he couldn't put two, he put, put two sentences together, man. But Yeah, he he don't, you didn't want him to talk. That's for damn sure, yeah. He could run, catch, he could do it all, but uh, except conjugate verbs. And um, <laughs> terrible, I know. But. There's a special place in hell for you, sir. I'm sorry. But he should definitely be on that list. There's no way that James Brooks should be on that list. And Max Montoya, who was the first, I think, planned B free agent, like as free agency became a thing in the early 90s, he signed with the Raiders. And his his departure definitely led to a good downfall of the Bengals, for sure, in the 90s. Yeah. It was a terrible decision to let him go. Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. But I didn't – he didn't make it for me. So, yeah, I had James Brooks. Um, I also had Chad Johnson in there at uh, number five. Um, Chad should be there for what he did out on the field and what he did off the field. He gave the Bengals national attention. He really yeah. did. Um, yeah. Before the Ocho single stuff, by that point he had went off the edge. But Chad <laughs> should be there. His number should be, like, up in the rafters, not retired or anything like that, but what his contributions were to making the Bengals a national name a household name to definitely be there. Um, Chad, Chad should be on that list. Do you have Chad on your list, Hi? I do not have Chad on this list. How do you have him on your list? Wow. Because I have other people <laughs> on my list. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chad needs to be on that list. You got your list. I got my He's list. He's the leader in our team for He's the leading receiver in Bengals history. Yeah, you, you got to put him on the list. He's on the list. I will talk about it. Okay, fine. So All yeah, right. I had Chad and James Brooks. Who else do you have, uh, Sam? Man, who will be your next one? Yeah, Chad's got to be on the list. Yeah, yeah, Chad is high up on the list. I mean, he's the he's literally the Bengals' all-time leading receiver until uh, AJ catches him, which he will eventually. But uh, yeah, man, you got him. You got to Even whatever you may feel about him, yeah, he was a clown off the field after he scored a touchdown. But you're right that. It was a time that the Bengals were still like nationally a punching a punching uh, 
uh, bag uh, joke, and he was the first legitimate national superstar. Yeah, Shaq has to be on that list. He's got to be on the list. Well, take my list. All right, who you got next, Shaq? I got uh, David Fulcher. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can roll yeah. with that. Um, he was yeah. probably my number ten. Uh, Fulcher was a um, a piece, a uh, hybrid. Now he's Cam Chancellor now for the Seahawks. You know, <laughs> right. kind of hybrid safety linebacker, speed, whatever could hit you, could intercept the ball, could do all of these different things. He couldn't cover. Damn. Well, well, he could cover a little bit. He could cover a little bit. The issue being is that. I don't think he ever got the national recognition that he did in Cincinnati. No, he didn't. Like, he was beloved in Cincinnati, but never got the credit that he did, like, overall for what he actually yeah. did um, in, in the secondary. Yeah, he was um, the leader of that secondary uh, when, during that Super Bowl team. He, he was the main man. What was it, uh, SWAT team? SWAT, SWAT team. Yeah, yeah. SWAT uh, team. You said you got rid of that poster, right? I did get rid of that poster. Damn it. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. I'm saying, man. Damn it. Had it, too. So I like I feel you on that. Did Fulcher make your list, or Sammy? Yeah, yeah, definitely he's on the list. Yeah, he's a uh, just like you said, he was a hybrid guy. wasn't great at uh, um, uh, pass coverage, but he he was okay at it. But his real gift was hitting dudes. Yeah, um, yeah, he was basically a linebacker in the secondary. So uh, yeah, but he yeah, he got to be he got to be on the list. He intercepted the ball at the end of that game against the uh, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game. I remember. He that. I remember that. He the crowd on his back, and that was it. He's like, he's like down, down. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it as clear as day, sir. On his back, he intercepted that ball from Jim Kelly. We going to the Super Bowl. All right. So Fulton made my list as well. Um, my next one, and this is about to start a debate, like a mofo. Um, the debate, at number yeah. Seven, at number seven, I got Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis has to be in the top ten. He has to be. There's no yeah. way that you can dispute I, what he's done for this team and yeah. this community and this yeah. organization. You can't right. do it. It's impossible. Yeah. Above any other coach besides Paul Brown, he has done yep. the most for this damn team. Playoff hopes be damned. He right. has done everything that he could possibly do besides the playoff game to make yep. the situation better. He has to be on the list. Hush, he's on the list. Okay. He, I, yeah. mean, that, I mean, yeah, he is he on the list. This is the best run the Bears have ever had, ever, and it might not ever happen again. He went 8 nine. Ever. He went Never. in the in the NFL. We beat the Seahawks. We beat I mean they, we beat every team in the league once. I'm I'm thinking pretty sure we have. Except for the Cowboys I think. With under I think he was with with uh, Marvin Lewis too. So, I mean if, if one playoff win, one or two playoff wins or a playoff super or Super Bowl victory and this move this dude has a statue in front of Paul Brown. He's got I, – I would say he probably has it already. 
even without even without the playoff win because I mean, look, he took the Bengals out the dark ages, man. Uh, Mike Brown had this team so discombobulated and backwards. Nobody wanted to talk about him. Nobody wanted to go see him. It was like we've talked about it endlessly. They, they were a, a a joke nationally, man. I, there, you know how many fights I almost got into trying to defend the Bengals, man. It ain't fun. <laughs> so you got to put Marvin Lewis on that list. Yeah, you're 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 not fighting for the Bengals in the nineties. So, no, you know, no, you couldn't. No, I'll do it now, not then. That was right, just pride right. talking. Yeah, you're not fighting for the Bengals. You're like, okay, yeah, you're right. We're forward to yeah. 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 I'm not taking a half of a work down 4 12. Oh, hell no. No. I never got beat up for him. Right. <laughs> the hell right. with that. Yeah, right. you're right. You're right. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Mother Lewis makes it. If anybody wants to fight me about that, fight me. Because I will. <laughs> Uh, because it's day over 40, because if you're day over 30, you don't know the dark time. You, might you don't know even know. You don't know. You don't know how go bad look, Go look up father, the, lo- the lost decade for the Bengals and yeah, see what comes yeah. up. <laughs> if you see your father and your grandfather in the corner drinking, yeah. and Smith and Clues. Yeah, the Bengals did it to him. Yeah. In the 80s, late yeah, in the exactly. 80s, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, yeah, ugh, awful. Okay, so I had Marvin Lewis. All right. Uh, my number eight, I had Willie Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. My number eight, I got, well, I got Marvin Lewis. Okay, yeah, Marvin Lewis. Okay. I had Willie Anderson. I think Willie, Big Willie needs to be there. He stuck with us through thick and thin. Uh, a lot of thin, too. At the end, on some sellout bullshit, which I wasn't happy though, because he went to the Ravens to chase the ring. He didn't get it. Good. Nope. But <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But I definitely think that that he he deserves his spot on the list. Um, you know, great offensive tackle. Had, had went through the entire dark times, essentially through his entire career until Marvin Lewis got there, and then he only got to experience that for a couple of years before he you know he moved on and then he retired. But I think Big Willie deserves to be on the squad. Sam, man? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, kind of off the list a little bit. Y'all uh, know the name, but we don't, he doesn't get discussed nearly enough. Ken Riley from the 70s, yeah. and uh, and I believe he was on the 81 Super Bowl team. Dude gets little to no respect at all, right. and he is, I believe, all-time number six and interceptions in the and NFL. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep, he should be in and the yeah, Hall And yeah, and he he gets no push at all for the Hall of Fame because of the crime that he played for the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's the truth. I hate to say it like that, but you know that it's true. No, you, and you no said it's it true. exactly right. Yep, you did yeah. it exactly right. Yeah, Ken Ryan yeah. should be on there. Uh Florida A&M Rattler, um, yeah, he should be on there. He, I think I don't think he's the sick uh, Sandman. I think he might be two or three. Really? I, think he has, I, I thought think it was he has, six. I might be wrong. I think he has sixty-five career interceptions. A lot. And I think that might be maybe three or four on the all-time list, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Not even considered. Um, it's a crime. Yeah. Number thirteen, Ken Riley. Um, yeah, he should definitely be on that list. Um, probably one of the first because of his um, 
his uh, long and historical in the career two. with the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I agree. Um, good call on Ken Riley. Yeah. He definitely should be on there. Yeah, I, I, I loved Ken Riley in the early 80s, man. He was a good cornerback. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely should they be They need to give him his due. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm pulling up his uh, his wiki right now. Um, he played on the 81 and the 88 team. He did? That's what it now, that surprises me. There's no way. I don't know, I don't know about that 88. That can't be right. He was a quarterback. Hold on. There's no – that can't be right. That can't be right. That's got to be wrong. Yeah, Wikipedia is some bullshit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't trust everything Wiki says, yeah. Yeah, Wiki is some bullshit. Uh, hold on. I can't believe you said that shit about James Brooks, man. That was worth all that. Let's just won't let it go. Let's won't let it it's go. True. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, it's true. I ain't saying it wasn't true, man. But, <laughs> but stabbing, damn, dude. Nah, I'm sorry, but that's true. And it's, it is what it is, man. So, I ain't mean to say me. I'm just saying that, you know, uh. he, yeah, whatever, man. He ain't, he ain't do what he was supposed to. So he has sixty. He has sixty-five career interceptions, sir. That's a lot of interceptions, man. Sixty-five. That's a lot of interceptions. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He, he should. played from sixty-nine to eighty-three. So, all right. So anyway. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's a that's a good call. All right. My next one that was there. I had Ken Riley at number nine. Um. Right. At number ten, I had Corey Dillon. I got Corey Dillon too. Yeah, Corey yeah. Dillon has to be on this list. He has. To he's be. got to. As big of a dick he's as he is <laughs> and was, and he was, and he is. He was. Ass, uh, he has to be on this list. He took all the hurls and the the spears and the whatever to being on these sorry teams in the nineties. There was mm-hmm. nothing that he could have done different. All he did was run hard, and he tried his damnedest, and it still didn't work out for him. And that's a damn shame because once he did get on a good team, he finally was able to get a championship, and, you know, God bless him. But, you know, fuck him for going to the Patriots too. <laughs> he put in his team. He did his time, man. He, put, he took a beating, man. He took a, Some of them Ravens games in the 90s, Man, you remember like when he would refuse to go back on the field because they got just beaten to a <laughs> pulp. The, yeah. the Ravens, man, it was some ugliness that went down in them nineties, man. Yeah. Those teams, right. I, yeah. I ain't gonna hate on them. Right. I am not gonna hate he on them. The, set the rookie record for yards, mm-hmm. in the, I mean rushing yards in the game against the Broncos. And he set he had, yeah. he had the, the, the league or the record for the most yards in the game right. for a minute. I mean, damn. Yeah, I mean he yeah. did every he did everything that he could possibly do to help the Bengals win, but they yep. couldn't win. He was they saddled couldn't. with bad quarterbacks, he was saddled with bad defenses, he was saddled with bad management, coaches, everything possible. Everything. It's a damn that he didn't quit before he quit. Yeah. Yeah, he would have quit long before he did, but he just couldn't. And right. you know, and that's a shame. But Corey Dillon needs to be on that list. They need to rectify whatever they could with Corey Dillard, and his name should be up in the rafters of Paul Brown Stadium for all the bullcrap that he dealt with. Um, yes. For sure. All right. 
You got anybody else hot that you thought that should make it that we skipped over? Uh, I got. Except for Max Latoya. I don't know. We already talked about James Brooks. We got James Brooks. Now, we got him. This is, I got 10B or 10A. 10A. Icky. Icky, yeah. We already oh, talked Icky. about this before we started recording. I, I don't yeah. Think. I can't Icky. put him on my list. Probably shouldn't be there for their stats. 
but their contribution, his contribution, we're, we're not there in 88 without H.G. Woods. He, he doesn't even make honorable mention for me. Because it's, it's, it's maybe an honorable mention, maybe. Uh, but that'd be about it. It's honorable mention. Do you have a, like an honorable mention, a Sandman, or anybody that we missed that you had on your? Uh, well, I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got. Um. Oh hell, where's he at? Uh, I lost him. Um. Isaac Curtis. Isaac Curtis is almost another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ken Riley. He's almost in that same class because uh, he's the original '85 that we know about. Yeah. Anyway. They are so, uh, he has better numbers than Lynn Swan and. Uh, Stallworth, and he's not in the yep. Hall of Fame. Yep, and he won't be because he didn't get them yeah, rings, you know, back in the day. He's got better numbers than both of them, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, not I even mentioned. My, my dude yeah. back in the day. Uh, yeah. You like Chris Collinsworth. I was a big Chris Collinsworth fan. He don't I almost honor, said him. He doesn't yeah. make honorable mention either. You know, he's more famous. Mm, nah. He's going to make the Hall of Fame for broadcasting. Yeah. Right. I see. Well, that's you know 
Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's. I mean, there's like modern Bengals too that have been important to the list or whatever. It's like Tez. Like you know, in three or four years, if he does what he's been doing, Tez is going to go down as the best linebacker in Bengals history, which ain't saying much actually, unfortunately. <laughs> like Reggie Williams ain't on my list. He was just the best of a bunch of bad dudes. What about that dude from Baylor <laughs> at number fifty? James uh, Francis. James, James Francis. Francis. Come on. James Francis. That whole situation is embarrassing. <laughs> James Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Unfortunately, the thing I always go back to is when I go to Mad 95 on my Genesis, I don't know why I still have that version of it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but I put that in a couple days ago. And, and I had the little sheet that he used to bring out with all the stats. Yeah. And James yeah. Francis was great in almost every stat except for intelligence. He yeah. was like a <laughs> 13. Out of 15, he's like 12, 13. Uh, oh. 12, 13. Intelligence, he was like 5. Wow. Ooh, damn. Ouch. Yeah, that's terrible. Right. So, I mean, what, basically what you're saying was that he was a Duke call, yeah. and, and he never found the, the person to tackle well, I'm just saying that, I mean, I think there's – the Cincinnati needs to, one, get off their ass and make a ring of honor to, to honor the former players that have been there, that, you know, they're the one of the few teams that don't do it, not just Mike Brown being cheap, not wanting to fly yeah. people in, but put them on hotels and give them, like, a, a, a first-class weekend or whatever. That That's part of it. But, two, like, I think that – there are some great Bengals in Bengal history that need to be that should be honored for what they've done and recognized. And then spending it forward, the modern team is you know it's ready for yeah. you know recognition. And really, I mean honestly, the Bengal season really will like you know holla at me in it's January. All, it's all starts January. Yeah. Holla at me in January. January 10th or yeah. Because I can't. Like, watching regular season Bengal games or, or getting invested too much in it other than, like, hey, they won or, you know, shit, they lost, it really doesn't matter. No, nobody, make the playoff. nobody has a NF or a AFC North Championship shirt from 15 and 13. Right, exactly. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And so now if, you know, again, just holler at me in January or December, like, hey, man, you know, they're in the playoff run or whatever, and that will be great. But – if they're not, then I don't really want to play that out too much. But, you know, if they're not in that run, like, people are going to be like, well, you can kind of see it because they made the playoffs for five years in a row. So, you know, it's going to be like a rebuilding year or whatever, and you got two, you know, rookie wide receivers, and you got this, and you got that. Like, I mean, if they if they fell back to eight and eight or nine and seven, it wouldn't surprise me at all. That's a, that's a failure. Right. Yeah, it is a failure, yeah. but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if they, if they fell back a little bit, it wouldn't surprise me. So, I'm just – you know, just wake me up yeah. in January, man. Like, hey, who's playing off a game against? Oh, okay, thanks, Ruffle Steel Kid. You know, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll watch. You know, I'll, well, I won't watch it, but you, you know, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'll watch it. And then, you know, see me. You know, holler at me in the next day when the game is over. If it's in Houston, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. I wouldn't watch that. Yeah, it's it just it is what it is. So, but that's all I'm saying. All right. So that all right. So that we're gonna wrap up podcast. Who Day Over 40 podcast number 12. I thought it was 11, but it's actually number 12. Uh, <laughs> as we get 
close to the season. I don't know if we'll be podcasting after preseason games because preseason games are bullshit. Unless somebody gets hurt. Well, I'm yeah, I don't know. That and, I mean, honestly, what are we going to see? I mean, the Cincinnati is at a point of playing starters one or two series, man. They don't really care. And that and, and that's a good thing. So, yeah. If they play them a little bit here and there, I mean, it's like, oh, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what, the sex preseason game, and John, we're four for four. Man, shut up. Like, it doesn't really <laughs> It really doesn't. Sheldon Richardson, by the way, is the Jet that I was thinking of, the, the defensive tackle that's suspended the first two games. Right, right. Um, so, it's just, you know, whatever. Uh, it's, uh, you know, see me on September 11th. Hey, the Bengals play the Jets. One o'clock, September 11th, 15th anniversary, you know, freaking cops and fire department, fire people be on the field and all that jazz, but blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, holler at me at 4.15, you know, 27-21, Cincinnati. That's basically where I'm at. And I'll be good with that because that's a game that they could and should win. There's no reason for them to fear the Jets because the Jets suck. No, they don't suck, but they're not very good. You know, they're average at best. So, yep. you know, I'd be surprised if they didn't open as a favorite on the road. So, hmm. I'd be surprised That'd if they didn't open as yeah. one or a two-point favorite on the road um, because Cincinnati should open as a favorite on the road against the Jets, even on game one of the season. So, but as we move forward, check back with us. The rest of the preseason game starts. We'll probably do low uh, week. A game recap to see where the Bengals are, where they're going, what happens. Um, will we, uh, you know, me personally, I'm I'm kind of okay with Tyler Eifert being hurt for the first couple of games. You know, let him be, let mm. him heal, let him be healed to start at like week four, and you know, <laughs> kind of go from there. But no, it's just that. Like we're just gonna hold you till after the break. They'll probably try to roll with him until after week six, until after <laughs> the uh, the bye week, because that's that's the, such a Bengal thing to do. And plus, you didn't play the first six games. Your contract is up, so you ain't played. So we're going to hold you out. <laughs> That's a Mike Brownism right there. Because we keep as move moves, too. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that. Uh, so, be you know, stay with us. Check with us back, you know, as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. Uh, Big Hunt, you got any season predictions? Just one. Bengals got to win. Bengals are going to make the playoffs. I just hope they win the division, and I hope there's a one or two. Okay. Any season predictions, I say, man? Um, I believe that we will make the playoffs again. Like the, we kind of went through it. Probably will be a like ten and six. I, I pray maybe we can squeak out an extra game here or there because I really think we need to get that first round by. We never have it, and I think that will make all the difference in the world. Uh, I don't know how it's going to happen, but let's hope. Uh, looking forward to the a new season and. Uh, more important than anything, let's stay healthy. In the name of God, don't get hurt. That's all I care about. <laughs> I'm looking at a thing that came out April 15th or so. It looks like this is a long time ago. Right. But the Bengals are a pick them versus the New York Jets. Yeah, that's what I think. Mm, that sounds about right. 6.5. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. – That's all right. They'll probably be one and a one-and-a-half point favorite. If we still had our wide receivers, we'd be favored. But, you know, yeah. we got new guys in new positions. So, that sounds about right. Cool. All right. So, that's it. We're going to end podcast 12 for Who Day Over 40. Check back with us later in the season. You can find us on at 
Brothers Comics on Twitter. You can find Sandman at, at Sandman415 on Twitter. You can find Big Hush at uh, Brother Hutchinson on Facebook. You know, hit us up and give us your, your season predictions. Give us what your thoughts of the season are. If you got somebody that should be in the Bengals Hall of Fame, uh, Ring of Honor, or the House Bengals Ring of Honor, let us know who you think. Maybe we get somebody that we thought that, you know, that you should think that should be in there. But don't come at us with some fucking T.J. Hooks and Zada shit. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I think Gio should be in there. Or you know, Carl Sander. Or, uh, oh, no. Yeah, no, exactly. Jim Scow. Or, uh, uh, what about, um, what, what's his name? Cody Bacon? Coy Bacon. Coy Bacon. Yeah, no. Uh, uh Alfred Williams? No. <laughs> Reggie White. Williams? No, no, no. Ice, baby. Forrest Gregg? No, none of those people. Oh, no, no. No, no, uh-uh. So, all right. So, I'm the producer. I'm signing off. Sign off, Sam, man. Who day? See y'all next time. That's right. Big hush. Uh, black and orange to the future. All right. So we'll see y'all next time on Who Day Over For It. Peace. Peace.